Shut up and sit down. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with the not so aerodynamic Matley Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Enjoy. Watts, Bonk, Slam, Snap, Off, Tempo, Shammy, Carback, Endo, Cadence, Hammer, Fondo, Arrow, Threshold, Breakaway, Century, Peloton, and VO2 Max. On my bicycle, singing my song. On my bicycle ride. Choose your arch enemy from the following list. Mountain biker, triathlete, clueless cyclist, motorist, pothole, or gluten. On our bicycle ride. Everyone's out in will be more than happy to share the road with an environmentally conscious and active citizen like yourself. Hey, get a car. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I'm Jake Von Dring, and I'm here with Evan Price. How's it going, guys? You know, this is, we we, we like to be completely, um, I'd say transparent on this. And, yeah. And we, and we had a first try, and Matt, na- Matt, Matt nailed a joke in that one that he's going <laughs> to okay. try hold again. On, on. He's going to try again, and let's, let's see if it hits as well. Here's the, here's the joke. <laughs> let's hear it. I don't even know. How, um, well, we now, were just talking about, Ev- I just got Evan's married. Evan's married. Yeah. So I have a ring now, on my finger. And now um, there's whole, I, I can't do it. Something about having. Let me try it for him. Let me try it for single women that listen to the yeah. Dow podcast looking it's, for love in all the wrong places. Well, can it put was, no. Yeah. It was, uh, it's basically see, four married guys. And, and we know that most of our crowd listening to this podcast are, is, are single women. Single I'd imagine. Yes, exactly. And exactly. And the yeah, hearts are broken. Yeah, across and the, Matt thinks it's because of him, but it's probably because of Lance. It so could be. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> See, that's how good the joke goes. The second it round, nailed it. I think. Yeah. I think that was just as funny. <laughs> Devin's <laughs> left. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You guys are looking good, looking mm-hmm. sharp today. Yeah, looking golden. 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 Yes. Golden yes. rings. I know. New, right. New, new ring. On yeah. New rings. Shiny. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he stopped playing with it since he sat new down at the sensory, table. New sensory integration things. Yep. I do the, the the joke for anybody who knows me is I have really poor sensory integration, which means I hate things on my hands. Uh-huh. I hate things touching my feet, so I'll walk on my toes if I'm on stuff. And now I have a ring on my finger that I'm messing with twenty four. Evan's built in so. fidget spinner right I was, there. Exactly. I was worried. Exactly. I was like same thing. I was like, I do not like rings or yeah. things like that. I hate and I, on my hands. I, I I was fine. Yeah. I, I don't even like butter. cycling gloves. Yeah. I me they drive me, me nuts. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So I was able to get used to wedding ring so and the same thing i was like yeah. well, my older brother was able to do it so i should probably it's like how you if you have an older brother yeah, you're like well we have the same genes so you know same you're like <laughs> you if he can do it do, if he can do it i can probably do it that's the way i look at things in life last but not least lance hepler hey it's lance romance all you single ladies out there i am <laughs> not your man i am also happily married so right. hey lance where are you at what's up guys i am still in sun valley idaho uh, we've been here for the last week enjoying the mountain air, which is uh, beautiful and crisp and fantastic. So we're we're still in the 
the Sawtooth Mountain Range. Oh, nice. So You were in yeah. a, a hot spring yesterday, weren't you, Lance? We were, yeah. I was, uh, it was about 80, 80 miles away or something like that. We went to a little uh, spot where there's this Craters of the Moon monument, mm. national monument. It, it actually, it, it was very much like Kona, actually, with Ooh. all the lava but without the humidity. So it was kind of nice. That's, that, so, that actually sounds like heaven. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, on the way back, we found some hot springs and we went for a dip because usually when you find a hot spring in the wild, there's 50 other people in it. So we happened to find one with nobody in it, which nice. was kind of nice. Did you keep no, your pants no. on? Yeah, no way. I, but did you uh, find any rocks? I, I, I declined <laughs> to answer that comment. Um, uh, let's see. Yes, we did find some rocks. Of course, uh, there were some lava pieces that came home with us. Nice. How's the coronavirus treating yeah. you? How's you our super, favorite super spreader doing? It's about, yeah, it about a week, maybe spread, a week ago. Spreading it all over the middle of nowhere in Idaho. <laughs> a, I think you're similar to my wife. You're about a week past it now, maybe. I'm about I'm about a week past like the, the worst of the symptoms. Yeah, and so. I'm still exhausted, which has been interesting. I just really have very little energy, and and my lungs still aren't right. But I don't have a fever anymore, and I'm sleeping okay, and I'm not. I have I'm coughing a little bit, but not like ugly, productive cough. Like just what it's. You're still smoking a pack so. a day, roughly. <laughs> I, I you can tell my voice is still like an octave lower, which makes me feel even sexier. It's so possible. sexy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm on the mend, but still not right. So, well, thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah. got out on your bike though, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's that's yeah. good. It's not perfect, but it's good. It's step in the right direction. Hey, mm-hmm. get, you guys, want back paddle? Yep. You want to go first, Matt? Sure. I rode with the Jake Von during yesterday. Yeah. In 95 degree heat. Okay. So Jake sabotaged my bike. He waited until we had to climb up Lackamas Lane Hill, which is a beast of a hill (laughs) on the mountain bikes. (laughs) Yeah. And then he kept like just, you know, tweaking my brakes. I don't know what he was doing. But then all of a sudden he, you know, pulled up the hill and he looked back like confused on why I'm struggling. We get up to my house and... I'm like, something's wrong with this brake. I spin it, and it's like, you had to, like, push, like, hard to get, <laughs> to get the, the wheels there, yeah. to move at all. And he was like, no, 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 just spin it, spin it. And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And it just, like, went nowhere. So I brought the mountain bike in today to be looked at. Yeah. Actually, I, had, I don't, was it like that when we started? Did you just lay it down once accidentally? No. Um, I think it's just gunked up. That's my theory. So yeah, I've been it was, doing yeah. a job taking care of the, the pads were all, like, just bound up on the, uh, yeah. The motor. Yeah. Not happy times. We'll make that thing right for you. But that's yeah. the only reason that Jake was able to beat me to the top of the climb. Got yeah. yeah. That's I fast mean, right now. Other than that, he was really, <laughs> he was quite scared. You could tell he was scared. Uh, that is but, that is a climb for mountain bikes. That is for sure. Yeah. We did just easy cruise. Easy that cruise here to trail. It was hot. Nice. We went in the middle of the day on the hottest day of the year so far. Got to so. get that heat acclimation in. This is just, just suffer probably, for two weeks and your body will be fine. It was probably <laughs> close to 95. That's hot. It, it was warm. Yeah, it was. It's hot out there right now. Like I just oh. got done with my run. I was like, yep, that is, I think feels like was up to 94. So how was the weather in Hawaii? It is very humid in Kona. And yeah. I just out of respect for being a nerd triathlete decided to really run a good portion of the run course out there, like Did in you? the energy lab. Uh, the energy lab area is I could, my, my back pedal can be done. I swam, oh, no, I swam yeah. and biked a little. It's fine. Did you uh, swim a fallen leaf? Yep. I've been swimming out there. It's great. Nice. I need to. It's I, actually really nice. Do it now before the water gets questionable. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is our Sunday swims are going to be, um, uh, horseshoe. horseshoe. And then I think Thursday I might start swimming a fall and leaf. Okay. Sounds yeah. great. I'm yep. in. I need, Let's to, do I need to do lots of stuff because I want to test, it test a whole bunch of watches. Yes. So. We just strap a bunch of watches to me. Absolutely. Fun. Okay. So wait, so Kona, did you ever go after we're that going, little KOM we're, split? We're segueing into, into yeah, my backpedal. Back here. here we go. Right. Yeah. Backpedal it. There was that, remember we talked about that KOM split my, on like out at the energy lab? Yeah. Energy lab. Uh, yeah. yeah. My, my brash confidence there was complete. So was I decided, I, I decided on my honeymoon and this last week leading into the wedding, I kind of took, I'm not really going to call it an off season. I, brought back my training intensity a little bit down to like 18 hours both weeks um which is for me right now anything under 20 is going to be a pretty low volume week so i did a lot of running mostly just because i love running and that's just what i want to do in my off season but when we were so we're in kona and i decided I'm like i'm going to run every single day which i did and i was like we'll treat this as like getting used to heat so it says it's in the 80s there, but what you got to understand is, Kona, so anybody who's running Kona here knows, it's like 80% humidity every single day, all day. Like it is 80% no matter what. So I liked it because it did force you to like, oh, you got to pace right or you're going to really be in trouble by the end of your run. Every single run, I was drenched in like, sweat. Did your shoes like squish? Oh, yeah. I remember that. I, so bad. I so was, gross. I mean, we, me and Cassie joked the entire week was we, we were just being island people. I was 100% an island boy running in short shorts and no shirt. Yeah. I would not wear a shirt in that. I mean, well, it, the, the thing about the shirt is it'll soak up sweat. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's going into and your shoes. And then you're shoes. just carrying an extra two pounds basically at that yeah. point. But, but yeah. Either way, it's, it's gross. Elite Drive is beautiful. I mean, that Kona is, I'm not sure, can it be underrated? I don't know, but I feel like it was underrated. Really? Yeah, because anybody who's like... that vibe too, where I'm like, eh, yeah. it's Kona, I'm not sure I want to yeah, go there. Yeah, and that's there, like, like people, people who were like, oh, the writing's not that good. I thought the writing was amazing. I mean, yeah, okay. like on, on Queen K, right. yeah, there's going to be people flying by in their cars by you, but it's not that bad. Like, right. you have a massive shoulder on, on the Queen K. It's a huge shoulder. And so we did three rides. We, we, we rented bikes for three days. First day, we rode on a Lee Drive, which was beautiful because you're just riding by beaches and a beautiful coast. Then the second day, we did Mauna Kea. So anybody who's ever fought, so like uh, Vegan Cyclist Impossible Route, if anybody's, he went up the backside of Mauna Kea. Hmm. Mauna Kea, the whole climb, now there's obviously debate on this, is one of the hardest climbs in the world. It is insane. It's steep and long. It's 10 miles long or maybe 11. 10 miles or 11 miles long with a middle two or three miles that are gravel and the average percentage is 10%. Oh, wow. So we did, we were only, we, I wanted to try to do the whole thing and we got cut off at the visitor center, me and Cassie, uh, because they closed the road up from the visitor center. So we made it to about seven miles up Mauna Kea. That's really pretty good. It was, it was seven miles at 9% average. And there's a middle portion that's a mile and a half with a, I think it was a 13 or 14% average. So anybody who knows who Drake Drool is, does anybody know who Drake Drool is? He's a guy who's been kind of going back Drake and forth. Drake Drool. Thank Drake you. Drake Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Lance, he's the, he's the guy who's been going back and forth with like Phil Gaiman's KOMs yeah. basically. He um, has, yeah. Yeah, so Cassie's making fun of me because in my head, so I split the climb and I knew what Drake's time was up the 10K portion. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to try to get close to Drake's time up this. So you were, yeah. Granted, Drake did the, the whole 10 miles. Sure. I was going for the seven miles. So I'm doing 70% sure. of what he's doing. <laughs> I thought I was right on him. I was about a minute and a half to two minutes slower than him, but in my head I was close. So you know, it's there you go. yeah, that's, great, that's great, great carrot when you're close. What? And uh, I think I think Drake started from the he did. ocean and 
Yeah, and yep. he started halfway up the road. He so. did. He did uh, see uh, or, or see see the stars route, Lance. Which God, Lance, if you ever want to do that route, so Josh wants to go and do see the stars one day. That is, I think it's like 120 miles with like some absurd amount of climbing yeah. in it. Like it's it's insane. But um, uh, anyway, that that was Monakia's absolute blast. They closed the road because they're shooting sheep from helicopters up there. Really, which was kind of fun. So. The guy, when I got up to the visitor center, I literally had like a quarter mile left in the KOM. Mm-hmm. So I'm like breathing hard and this guy's sitting there with this truck and these signs blocking. I'm like, dude, can I go like a quarter mile up the road? He's like, no, you can't. I'm like, <laughs> I, I almost wanted to be like, yeah, but the KOM says I need to go. Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I was like, uh, buddy, this is really important. <laughs> so he, he tells me, he's like, no, 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 we're, we're doing, uh, we're studying invasive species up there. And I like did, I couldn't even process what that meant. I was like, oh, okay. So I just like turned around. Cassie made it up. She was pumped. And then we went back down, had a good day. And later we go to drop the bikes off and we tell the guy, we're like, man, we want to do the whole ride, but they closed the road off at the visitor center. And he kind of laughs for a second. He's like, oh man, they're shooting sheep up there again. Like what? He's like, oh yeah, man, they fly helicopters around there and they pick off sheep. <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah. this is super weird. So I started Googling that. He's hundred percent right. That's actually what they're doing on Mauna Kea because sheep are apparently like an invasive species up there. But uh, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, outside of that, fast forward to we had a blast, a lot Wait, of beach. What bike stuff. did you get to rent? Uh I got to rent a Cervelo. Oh god, I forget the what's the aluminum frame? Cervelo. Mm, well, they have like a, the road aluminum. Okay. Yeah. Or something. So, yeah. Something well, they have like an that. R series and an S series. Yeah. And I, think, I think it was the R series, if I remember right. Okay. That's their climber, whatever. Yeah. It was a nice bike. I, I mean, for, for a rental, that place, Bike Works in Kona is amazing. Anybody going to Kona, go to Bike Works. Cool. They, they were incredible. Sweet. But um, last day, me, we get to race the P Man Biathlon, which is a like almost 40 year old race you in did Kona. A race while you're there? Oh, yeah. Our last day, Cassie looked it up. She's like, there's a swim run race. Let's do it right before the flight. So we jump out there. It's a blast. Like this local race has like 40 years of history to it. The guy who started it still runs it. Like he still does it each time. It's like a hundred people just show up, hop in the bay. There's no structure to it. You literally finish race. They hand you a popsicle stick with your place. Then you sign your name on a board. I love races like that. It is. It was like, it was just like a nostalgic triathlon. Like, man, this is perfect. This is amazing. Um, I got second, actually, got beat by just this 17-year-old absolute baller who's this kid who's a, a very good high school swimmer who's also been running cross-country the last yeah. two years and is a very good cross-country runner already. I had to run like a, what I close in? I think uh, I was like, no, I, I closed in like five flat to almost pull him back in, but this kid was out ahead of me and we had about 10 seconds got me in the water and i could not bring him back in the two mile run so i was only two miles yeah it was like a 600 yard swim by a two mile run so it was a pretty fun race actually super short for you yeah i wore socks too you know i mean most of the time you probably should wear socks in a two mile run but i didn't want to have blisters well and there's probably sand everywhere who knows yeah but it was a blast oh my gosh that was so fun to do a race like that but yeah was that that on saturday that was Sunday. That was Sunday morning before we flew out. Oh, I, maybe that was. I remember telling you about that. Oh, like, yeah, we were we were talking. Is Evan home yet? When's he coming home? Yeah. Like, he's like, well, I think Sunday he's already home. Like, like, I, no, I just saw him do a, a post to swim, and, yeah. and I don't know. he was like, so. you, he swam this morning there in Hawaii, yeah. and I yeah. was like, oh, I thought he was already home. Time zones blew my mind. We yeah. left at like eleven a.m. and then got back at like one a.m. last night. Then wow. slept. Our house was like ninety-two degrees when we got home. Yeah, so toasty. Slept downstairs. Dry heat though, it's totally Ooh. different. Yeah. Oh, I, the, today's run felt fine compared to Kona. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, Lance Epler. Yeah. Backpedal, dude. 
Oh, here I am. Well, I'm still here in uh, the Southeast Mountains in the Wood River Valley near Sun Valley, Idaho, Ketchum, Idaho. Um, I did manage to get on my bike a few times. I rode gravel and some mountain bikes, and I, yeah, I, there's been some good stuff. I did this great ride one day from Altourist Lake all the way back to Ketchum, which was like 45 miles and like 3,000 feet of climbing. It was way more than my body was prepared to do, but we were, uh, Brandy and I were kayaking, paddle boarding out on this beautiful mountain lake, and I said, hey, would you be okay if I rode home instead of uh, just driving back? And she's like, what? No, you're not ready for that. Yes, go ahead. You might die, and I can collect the life insurance. So... Uh, I jumped on my bike and rode back and had uh, a great time. I went quite slowly, which was good. Smart. Um, yeah. Um, but other than that, we've kind of been taking it easy. We went out to Craters of the Moon. I think I mentioned that uh, earlier. And we rode um, through these lava fields. Uh, it's a national monument out there. And then went to some hot springs for a nice little dip. And so it's been it's been a decent few days out here so we're just kind of trying to enjoy the weather but that's, that's not enough a, for me that's not a bad way to have covid lance i mean of, um, all, of all the ways to have covid <laughs> i think i think hot springs recovery is pretty good rehab <laughs> I, i've been lucky we're we're in a place where i can stay away from people even though i'm not i'm not um infected anymore i can't i don't think i'm i'm not i'm not positive anymore so i'm safe to be around people but it's just been, it's been a rough go. My goodness, it's been a rough go. So, but. Poor dude. Me. We're sorry, my man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll backpedal real quick so we can get on with the show. I had another week that was just like the week before that, that was like the week before that. The only caveat was two things. I actually broke 10 hours finally, yep. almost 11 hours of training last week, which is good for me. Trying to get the volume up a little bit so that I can uh, try and be, I don't know. A little bit faster, maybe? Question mark? We'll see. But, and the other good thing was, is we finally got to have a Fog Hat Friday ride. Oh, uh, We oh, were wow. 0 for 4 to start the year because of rain happening every single Friday, and that's a fair weather ride. So we finally got to have that, and it was awesome. We had, I think it was about 30 people show up to that ride, and everybody had a blast, and good to see everybody. Good times. Um, Moving on. Moving right along. It's the uh, the lead out news, and I, I don't. It is the Champ Bailey top five? I think he's in the top Ladies five discussion. I mean, I'm not going to go out crazy. Champ, Champ Bailey, are you out there? Uh, Champ Bailey is here. Uh, the only race that I know that actually happened this last week was the Oregon Trail Gravel Grinder, uh, one of Chad Sperry's events in in and around the Bend, uh, Oregon region. Five days of gravel stage racing. It's more like gravel summer camp than anything else. A lot of big hitters came uh, on the men's side after five days of racing. Christopher Blevins um, ended up winning. He barely eked out a win from Peter Setna. Um, I believe, who was third? Um, uh, Finsty, Russell Finsterwald was third. So there were some big names that came. On the women's side, um, Sophia Villafanoni, I think I just butchered that name. <laughs> Uh, who won um, Unbound. She was also at um, at the Oregon Trail, and she won. She took first. Sarah Sturm uh, was racing and took second in that race. So a lot of good people um, came and showed up. So lots of fun. So that's all that happened on racing, as far as I know. 
but in Tour de France news, a bunch of stuff happened. Do you have other stuff? We should talk about the tour. Le tour. Yes. Real quick, to go back to the um, the gravel, the, um, the Oregon Trail. Trail? Yeah, Oregon, Oregon Trail. Trail yeah, gravel yeah, rider. That's yeah. it. They said it came down to a gentleman's sprint at the end. Do you, can you define that? What, what what in the heck is a gentleman's Don't sprint? Don't you have to shake hands prior to a gentleman's you, sprint? Gentleman's well, sprint. You have to nucks or, you know, shake hands. So, so uh, Levins and Setna couldn't really drop each other. They were both trying to drop each other on the final climb, and they were within seconds of each other uh-huh. for the overall because they'd been finishing within seconds of each other. And so when they um, – uh, they, they basically said, okay, let's quit attacking each other on the downhill and quit attacking each other on the uphill because we're both so evenly matched and we'll just sprint it out at the end. So that's what they meant by gentlemen uh, sprint. All right. Even though, but Blevins out sprinted Setna every single time. <laughs> so it, yeah. was, it was kind of cool. funny. Except for the very last day when I think, I think, no, somebody else won on the last stage, but it didn't matter. So I think that's what it meant. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Tour de France. What, what's going on there? Okay. So I just, I just got caught up like this morning. Yeah. (laughs) I do nothing until this morning. The biggest news that came out today was the people who aren't on the team rosters that didn't make team rosters. Um, on Quickstep team, Mark Cavendish did not make the eight man roster, which, uh, Julian, yeah, I think it's crazy because I think we talked about this in the last podcast. Where we were like, you know, even all of all of us were like, no, 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 he's not going to win any more stages. But he's well, he just won the British a, National Championship. Yeah, I know he's doing really well, <laughs> and he's still a good marketing tool for these companies. Yeah, yeah. Like you just bring him. You just bring him. I think I think they had this other sprinter on the team, yep. Fabio um, Jacobson, and so I think yeah. they just said, I don't want to have two sprinters. Let's just focus on one. And Fabio is in better form than Cav is. I don't know what the reason was, but Cav didn't get picked, and neither did Julian Alphalete, which is also kind of amazing. That's very surprising. Well, he's coming off of he, an injury. Which one yeah. was it? A, one of those one-day races where he got thrown in the creek or something yeah. like that yeah. and broke his scapula um, and stuff. Yeah. Liege, Bastogne, Liege. Was he had that what broken it was? ribs yeah. and a collapsed lung, and and he's he, even he said that in, he wasn't in his best shape in the spring. I mean, he he was quotes. I mean, so. If, if you can't bring Julian as a stage threat or as a GC outside contender, I mean, there's no reason to really bring Alaphilippe yeah. yeah. then. So I just save him for the Vuelta or just have him focus on the Vuelta. I wonder if he'll Correct. do that, though. I'm not sure if he will or not, but I'm saying, like, I mean, he's still not in shape enough to... This is, I mean, this, I know these are the names that we know, but everybody knows the, the, the Tour de France is the best hundred and what is it? 75 riders in the entire world. Yep. I mean, if you're an elite rider, sure. But if you're a little off your shape, you're not, you're going to get dropped and you're not going to yeah. get any results in this. I mean, this race is insanely hard. Yep. So you can't yeah. just, I mean, you know, we've seen big names before come into this race kind of out of shape. You know, we've seen Peter Sagan come into the race, not himself. We've seen... Chris Froome coming to the race, definitely not himself. And I mean, they just get spit out. So it's, you know, if you're a team and your goal is to get results, you know, you, you got to get results. Best guys to win. Yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, Peter Sagan, him and his team are in the race. Yep. He will be there. Um, however, Bora Hansgrove, uh, Sam Bennett, their sprinter from two years ago, um, did not make his squad. So Sam Bennett. Sam's wow. had a rough last two years, though. Yeah. He's had a very rough last two years. Huh. Yeah. Yes, he did he's not dropped off the face of the injury. Yeah. 
so he didn't make his team either. So what is up with these sprinter? I mean, you, you look at like a Marcel Kittle too. It's like some of these guys are just like flaming out quick. It's like they get a I couple of years. Burnout. Yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying like it just kind of like it's like these big time stars. Yeah. But but then you look at a guy like Kristoff. What yeah. is he like? 80. I mean, that guy yeah. has been good since the 90s. I think. I mean, he's been around always. And yeah. look at even like a you know, I mean, guys like Caleb Ewan, Cavendish. They've been around for for a. I mean, Caleb Ewan's a younger version of that, mm-hmm. but they've they've been solid for a while. Some of these guys are real flameouts. Like a couple years, then boom, they're gone. Yeah. Oh, so, interesting. It's a violent sport. Yeah. What else you got there, champ? That's all I got other than uh, the Baron uh, Victorious Riders. There, a few of the riders and staffers' um, homes were raided by the police last night. No. Uh, no yep. Yeah, no word as to what was found or why they were doing it or which riders they were raiding, but <laughs> there was there was like a, a multi-task concerted effort to raid several houses you're telling me that a country a team that trains in countries that did not have organized drug testing might have been doing drugs the last two years that's yeah that's there's a there's I, I all, all the speculation these yeah. raids were conducted over several countries really yes yeah. it was it was all Is it coordinated. countries they weren't they slovenia weren't poland in? and spain <laughs> slovenia yeah Oh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we know two very successful, three very successful Slovenians. Over a while. Who's the third? Well, you have, um, uh, who's the, oh God, the, the guy who's no, been winning breakaways. Um, oh, I don't know. Super low cadence rider, big, strong guy, won a couple. Uh, oh, the guy that used the dropper post? Yes. Okay. What's his name? I What's his name? I'm drawing a blank right oh now. Oh my God, just like what's his are. name? <laughs> um, oh, this is uh, terrible. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, gotcha. He's for sure clean. You got Roglic. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's very clean. No, I don't think he Roglic dropped the whole or field. Car going to get busted. Yeah. You don't think so? That would be a huge story. Either of those. You don't guys. think so? Okay. No, well, here's 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 how this may cascade. Here, let's go. Let's go down the rabbit hole of conspiracy yes. theories. Let's, if they let's raid by rain, mm-hmm. let's be honest. If they're operating out of Slovenia, Slovenia is not a big country. How many docs do you think are dosing out in Slovenia? That's a good a question. few. A few, if they find records, yep, they are going to connect dots. Yeah. They're smart enough right. to connect dots. Would now. they use a lesser team like that? Not that they're a lesser team, but well, they are yeah. a lesser team. Scapegoat, absolutely, they to would. Get to, absolutely, they like, would. Hey, we'll let you off if you tell uh-huh. us if you yeah. if you give it. Well, but but here's the thing: is um, I mean, you're the thi- UCI can't it. take this again. So they would. They'd be like Pogacha. Are you sure? Are you sure? I don't see his Positive. name on that list. I it's, don't see his it name. It looks like it's spelled like Pogacha, yeah. but it's just. Totally, I see Pogache. I think is what I person. see. Yeah, totally no, different. he's a Conti writer <laughs> out in Italy. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I I imagine that these doctors that do this for the tour people don't put any documentation together. Well, they they also use code names. That's right. Like a big something, thing. right? Like yeah. you can't. There's no way. It's like, Timo Reed is going to be his name. <laughs> so is it fair that we settle this once and for all, this bet that uh, you two had? <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> is the Bernal, bet? Egon Bernal. <laughs> he could still show up. He could still show. You, We don't know. Give him, give him, how many days do we have? We're down to four days till the start of the Four tour. days. Four yeah, days. Four days. Um, I, I will think- not admit defeat until these next four days are done. <laughs> yes. You come over and bring wine and my wife and I want to do some sort of fan- fancy like dinner for you guys like because we missed your wedding. So. Deal. Okay. I mean, we, I mean, we blew off your wedding. I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring, <laughs> we'll do, we want to, we want to do something for you guys. I'll, and we have like, I'll bring the wine. I'll bring the wine. If yeah. Bernal does not start. Okay. If he Sounds does good. start, 
I'll also bring the wine. So do you guys something? I don't know how this works. I mean, I suppose they could, but do you think that they could make changes all the way up until like the day of the race or the, the night before the race? Either. Like, could they yeah. substitute somebody? Like somebody sure. gets sick and you yeah. swap them out or in, yeah. in with COVID, I'm sure they I imagine. Could. I'm sure they could. Yeah. I bet you they can. And it, it's something like that is going to happen with how much COVID is going around. So gotcha. rules are, rules are meant yeah. to be bend. So yeah. how, how solid, that the Ineos team is right now. Yeah, why yeah, would they, they're 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 very they're, deep team right now. They're deep, so why would they bring on Bernal, who also has, doesn't have a race day in his legs yet? Yeah, so he's not coming, Evan. I he's so not I so I so hope someone. It's not. I so be hope Bernal. I'm wrong here, but I'm looking at. I, I I agree with you. Ineos is really deep right now, but like this looks like it could be a boring tour. GC wise, no, the first week is going to be. The the green jersey is going to be the most exciting thing. I, sure. I, I agree. By far, I the green jersey is going to be the same thing last yeah, week. The, the the green jersey is what I'm watching this race for, and stage wins. Um, like that's it. We gave we threw out your picks for you. Oh, you did during the podcast last week. Okay, good. Yeah, they're, I mean they're all they're, they're all solid. They're they're incredibly Cavendish, boring, though, but that's probably what's going to happen. No, but your sprinter Cavendish pick. Oh, I nailed it. He's, he's, he's no show. He's not showing. <laughs> I'm correct there. Bardet, I actually think is going to be a very very Froome, competitive over the Froome Froome is your GC leader, yep. yeah, and he's there's you know he he's got a history of winning it. So this How is funny. Would be if we had to come back and eat our words on all of this. I would like, love it. Cavendish gets like a oh, last second Froome, bid. Froome comes and rides out of his mind. If Froome rides out of his mind for once, somebody raid his house because yeah. there's something went wrong there. And too good for him. That would be so awesome to see to Chris Froome way to commit to it. If Chris Froome comes back, I would. I would I'm competitive with you. I'm with oh, you. Oh, I would like, love whatever to see drugs it. you need, buddy. Yeah, you that, just. That first climb, there's only one guy I'm cheering for, Chris Froome. Hang on, man. When's Don't the worry. first climb? Pogaccio's not is that the, fit. Like, do we? Do you guys have you guys looked at all the stages? Uh, it's like it's interesting. I know like there's time trial stage first. I looked at the time trials in the first week. There's a cobble stage. There's some sort of big 10k bridge with like yep. massive winds that they're saying could be very interesting. There's, there's a whole bunch. Of there's always a big crosswind stage early in the yep. weeks. I mean, you, I you look back to even the Lance Contador battles when oh, really? there, there were some crosswind stages that caused massive issues. And there'll be a ton of crashes. There'll be oil on the road. Or remember, like the soap, somebody like, soap on the road. <laughs> yeah, they're like one of the whatever you know little like, I was, caravan things in yeah. front of the thing. We're just dropping soap everywhere. I was seeing somebody who I who I definitely respect his opinion knows a lot about the Peloton. Is he's talking about Danny Martinez right now for Ineos is very very fit and has been quiet for a little bit. Yep. He's been deep in some altitude training, probably deep into using good stuff too. And I think, <laughs> I I think a good like if you see any of those top three being Vingegaard, Roglic, and Pogaccia crack at all, Danny Martinez will be a guy that can probably be right there. Velasov strong too, but I think Danny Martinez is the more dangerous of everybody, and he's got the team behind Danny him. Danny Martinez, he has he has odds to be in the top ten, even yeah. though yeah. he's on the same team as uh, as G Thomas. And, yeah, yeah, uh, I just yeah, don't so think he, that G can. I mean, uh, okay. Every single time I say that G can't do something, though he does it. But I mean, this he's is like, like my pick for third. On my, yeah, and okay, and which is the kind of with the cobbles and like the him. tougher stages, a guy like G is pretty hardy. I mean, he's he's an experienced guy. Well, so he can time trial. He can. I don't know, but he, he's just old. Da- Danny's the better pure climber. I mean, just just when there's going to be those punchy moments when Pogaccia is going to blow the doors off everybody, Danny's going to be able to stick with it better than G will. Sure, we'll see. All Interesting. right. It's gonna be fun. We'll have so much tour talk. Oh yeah, next so week. Much tour talk. <laughs> I think we should like push our podcast back to like Wednesday next week so that we like talk about it and release the podcast on the same day. Because otherwise, I hate being like, 
oh, there's no way Froom can do anything in the next Two day, right later. after. Yeah. And then we all look like idiots. <laughs> the, the show comes out, and it's like, oh, great. Do we need I'd to change the with, format? Just do I'd a be daily fine with, with we could do... <laughs> I the, Next week, I could do a Monday-Thursday, actually. Oh. I could do Monday-Thursday. They would need to be shorter, only tour talk on one of them. But well, yeah, Monday is 4th of July. Yeah. Monday's 4th of July. That's yeah. a transfer day. Oh, is yeah. it really? Yeah. That's a good day, then. Because we can recap the days before, and then Thursday, I think we'll I think we'll have a mount stage before Thursday. Then, yeah. well, we'll figure something out. We'll have to talk. We'll come up with it. Should be fun. There'll be a, a co- cobble stage before Thursday. Then, yeah. Yep. That cool. cobble nice. stage. And just worried about the carnage. Like I don't I don't like watching bike crashes. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't, don't want to lose a bunch of GC guys in that first week. It's like I want, I want everybody there. Make it through yeah. safe. Get to some fun climbing stuff. Yeah. That's what I want to watch. Have an awesome gravel cobble stage where like MVP and Wow go at it or something, and you know. See, see a fun, see a fun race. Gotcha. Right, let's get into our topic. Mr. Uh, Champ, are you done? Champ is out. He was out 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into our topic for today. Guys, your equipment. We need to talk about some stuff. We need to talk about yeah. when you shouldn't be skimping out. We shouldn't right. we need to talk about like I'm not, procru- some- not procrastinating on, on certain elements of your equipment and when not to go cheap. I'm going to go opposite of whatever you want for the topic because here's the thing. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind, bike components. You would think like buy the most expensive thing, but we're wrong. The 105 stuff from Shimano is really good. Okay. I'm not talking and, necessarily about performance though. I'm okay. talking about like don't go well, to replace it. Yeah, like oh, oh check out this this sweet, you know, set of Chinese carbon fiber wheels I got for oh gotcha. Thirty nine dollars, you know, found on the side of the road dead because wheels exploded. Yeah, or yeah. hey, you know what? My chain, I'm getting so much life out of that thing, and yeah, it's yeah. stretched to a 1.5, but it's, dang nabbit, it still pedals the bike, you know, that kind of stuff. Or the, the wheels and the frame to yeah. me are the two that's like... <laughs> Be careful. You are, I mean, whatever you are willing to risk. So if you get it for a screaming deal, mm-hmm. uh, you're probably... I mean, if I'm going 40 miles an hour downhill, yeah. I'll pay an extra 8K to make sure I don't die. Exactly. That's whatever so, the price is, this, you just don't yeah, even care. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> this all kind of spun out from just stories that I hear in general, but then it got me thinking, I'm like, well, dang it. I mean, I didn't cheap out. I didn't, I didn't like skimp out, but I definitely procrastinated on a couple of things and there was reasons for it. But I had some really nice tires, some Pirelli P0s that were fantastic tubeless tires and they worked really well. And then I looked down on them one day and I'm like, oh, look at that little chunk of rubber that's missing. You can see yeah. the, the next layer of casing down there. I'm yeah. like, well, that's not good. I don't even, I'm almost embarrassed to say how much longer I rode. You're like, on, I'm gonna, maybe yeah. it's a test thing. You're like, I want to see how far this thing will go. Yeah. I'm going to push it to the limit. In my defense, it was the rear wheel, not the front wheel, but that can still cause all kinds of carnage. It's and still fishtail. and well. the reason why I didn't change them out is yeah. I have a new set of wheels. It's almost becoming like a we didn't running talk about Coeur d'Alene with wheel blowouts. Yeah. And that was the other reason why I wanted to, to talk about this. We blow out in Coeur d'Alene. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, maybe, gotcha. we okay. let, maybe we should let yeah. your friends talk to you about their races before yeah. we break news to you. <laughs> oh, I know. I know of one person, but I was in Coeur d'Alene. I was in Salem oh. during a training ride. You're talking okay. about poor John Hoffman right now? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was at Coeur d'Alene. No, I thought no, it was no, at Coeur d'Alene too. No, that was in Salem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, long story short is I had a set of wheels that were coming in from Hunt that I wanted yeah. to try out. And I had a okay. brand new set of tires set aside. That's a British from, company? Yeah. Okay. And I wanted to try out these wheels because we, we started carrying the brand and yada, yeah. yada, yada. So I'm waiting for these to come in. They, they got lost. 
and then they got stuck in customs and then they got sent somewhere wrong and then they got stuck in customs again and yada yada i ordered these the last week of march they were supposed to be here the second or third week of april and here we are almost in july and they're still not here so i was waiting for that wheel set to come in to put these new tires on so that i could you know not have to take them and put them on my the wheels that i was riding and switch them over again because it's tubeless and it's just a little bit of work so i waited and i waited and i waited and i'm like i can't wait anymore because that chunk of of uh, rubber that was missing was kept growing. getting bigger and there yeah. was other chunks that were coming out and then I started to see it on the front tire. I'm like, all right, I, I can't do this anymore knowing that I like to ride a certain way. I'm aggressive on the bike. Yeah. I corner hard. I, I sprint hard. I don't want the bike to fail on me at 40 plus miles an hour and the next thing you know, I'm broken down the shoulder or something. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yep. And I, I procrastinated and I procrastinated and I procrastinated. Another story was, and the people that were on these rides with me will attest to it, I got to a point with the brake pads on my uh, my gravel bike were pretty much gone. It was it was metal on metal. And my, it, my it, road bike brakes are pretty toaster. I was yeah. speaking of this, I need to get those replaced now. <laughs> they were good, and then all of a sudden they weren't. And I would hit the brakes, and it was more notably it was the rear brake that was the problem. And I would hit that. It was so loud, it sounded like a freight train. It was like, wah, wah. And, you, and it was kind of a joke because we'd be riding down the trail. People were like, hey, on your left, on your left. And they couldn't hear us because they got the earbuds on. Like I would just brake. tap the brake a few times, and they would jump, and they would <laughs> scoot over to the right. So it worked really hard. Yeah. It could use an air horn. but could use an air horn or a yeah, bell or something yeah. like that, or so, your brake. Pad, and then lack of brake pad. other little things like, you know, just don't procrastinate, but I want to hear your guys' yeah. stories. And if, if you think that there's a time and a place where it's, it's okay to, to, to wait or to go cheap, if there are some use case scenarios, like, are you going to use like a, a no name chain? Cause you can't find the chain that you're looking for. And, and, you know, they say it works on your particular drivetrain. Are you going to go cheap and you're going to get that because that's what's available or because that's what was less expensive. Are you going to do that kind of stuff? I'll, I'll say for, for, for me specifically, so there was, I think at this table, I might be the one guy who rode really consistently and hard when he was in college, right? Mm-hmm. Did anybody else like ride Lance? No. Well, no, Lance was doing doing his his elite track level stuff at the Olympics at that point. Um, so, That's correct. Poor, so, <laughs> so, so I'll make the joke that me without money did a certain thing and then right. me with money did another thing. And it's funny because they were both different habits that actually worked at that time. So when I was an undergrad, I had my lay that I was able to get through the bike shop I worked at. I was lucky enough to sometimes just get parts and pieces from the bike shop too. So I was really good at piecing things together at that yeah. time. Um, I cared about speed, but didn't have enough money oh. to buy speed. So what I did was I was always get gator skins. I would get them lightly used because we would have a recycle program at this bike shop, basically, mm-hmm. where people, for whatever reason, would like bring us stuff that was very lightly used. And they'd yeah. be like, uh, you, you know, we'd be like, do you want it back? And be like, no, 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 just keep it or toss it. So we'd always keep it. So I had a pretty good way of assessing tires at sure. that point. I'd always get gator skins because I knew we could get the most life out of them. So I never really paid for tires that way. That's always impressive. had a really good discount on tubes. Components wise, I consistently cleaned my components when I had way less money. Very consistently yeah, cleaned my components to make them last smart, as very long smart. as possible. Yep. Even people would bring in chains that they'd want to switch out, like their race day chain, and they'd yeah. give us a chain that was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. I would use that. So I was I was good at being thrifty. So I think that there's two ways to answer this. There's if you're not the person that and there's plenty of people who absolutely cannot buy new tubeless tires every time they think like, oh man, these are wearing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then probably don't buy the, you know, I mean, me, me and Jake both race on, you know, on fast tires. Yeah. Now those don't last as long as is, is the nope. problem. So don't buy those. Make sure you go gator skins or go something that's really more durable. Um, make sure you're cleaning your components consistently. 
Uh, now, when I had more disposable income and cared about speed more and more, that's when I got into the habit of if Jay, you know, if I ever brought the bike to Jake or anything like that, and we were like, uh, this thing's a little more, it would just replace it. It's not a question of like, uh, how much more life can I get out of this? Don't sit there and penny pinch when yeah. you can go down to 40 miles an hour. It's not yep, worth it. Yep. If you have the disposable income, don't be, I mean, don't, and, and, and I know plenty, I have very close friends who will do this too. They'll ride stuff out to the very end just because they're thrifty people by nature, which is mm -hmm. good. But I did change those habits as I started to be able to, you know, I cared about speed more and also not crashing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I went through crit seasons when I was a kid. Yeah. I'd ride on really old gator skins and try, I mean, I, we would be crashing left and right. And it was, it did come to the point where I was like, I'm not sure if it's crits or the fact that I ride old tires consistently. So mm -hmm. it does, it does come down to like, if you're going to be racing hard and fast and you have the disposable income, replace it when it needs to be replaced. What's your yeah. guys' take on the guy that you're out on a ride with? And he's the one that you pretty regularly have to pull over because, hey, it got a flat. And then he's like going to change his flat. He pulls out the tube and it's got like seven oh, different yeah. patches Don't on patch it. Don't patch your tubes. You know, he's, he's patching Come that, on. Yeah. that I'm, seven or eight dollar okay. tube. Tubes are I, like seven bucks. I, I'm okay with people patching tubes. Kid patches tubes all the time. I'm, kid, I'm, if you're listening to this. I have no problem with people patching tubes. tubes. But when you see the guy with the seven or eight patches in it, and I, I've seen this so many times, and I'm always just like, and you know what? It's funny. It's like people that are fairly well off, like good oh, yeah. multimillionaire people. And I'm like, love it. I love that you're just like super, super thrifty with that $7 for yep. that new. And at the same time, it's like, yeah, if you have another flat on this ride, you're on your own, buddy. Yeah. Like, so there's that where it's, yeah, it's like, fine as long as you're right, fine yeah. with riding on your own. You're like, I'm not stopping for you again, buddy. <laughs> we'll stop once. You get one stop. Are you guys going to feel comfortable riding on that tire with the patches no. all over it, knowing that you're going to be going down the side of a mountain at yeah. breakneck you speed? You don't follow that wheel. Do you know no. what's more expensive than that $7 tube? As Jake would know, medical bills Those, from a broken oh, shoulder. Oh <laughs> medical bills. Not happy times right there. No. Where, what are some other, like, the, the, again, the Chinese carbon wheels? The Asian carbon there's wheels that you're going to get from, you know, some, there's some, some guy of them on are YouTube. fine. I mean, it's, it's some, interesting. I think it's, hit but or I just don't want to risk it. Well, no. Right. And that's, and, and that's the exact thing. It is hit it's, or miss. Could it's it be manufacturing, fine? Sure. It could be great. It's manufacturing with less confidence, right? Like we, yeah. like the, that's, this is the thing is like envy wheels would cost, you know, a third of what they cost if their, you know, engineering tolerances weren't like extremely well defined and, you know, and their reputation was dependent upon it. Right. But like these Chinese wheels, you're going to probably, you know, for every five you get that are good, you might get one that's not yeah. safe to ride. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some guy on YouTube who um, ha goes through a fair amount of Chinese wheels, testing them and riding Chinese frames and things like that. And he's kind of a big proponent of going for it. He's risking his life out there. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, that's great. You do you. I'm yeah. not going to not. I mean. Maybe on something that I just was riding really slow, like a cruiser or something, yeah. but nothing that you would go 30 miles an hour on. Or I still just, I mean, just buy a cheaper, safer aluminum frame yep. and be okay with, I mean, I, aluminum I'm, frames are I'm still a big proponent of those can be fast bikes. They're still there's, plenty fast. There's nothing wrong with them. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. I raced Same on thing. years well, on aluminum like 105 frame. components. A They're 105 great. with yeah. aluminum frame component. Sometimes they'll do like a... a you know, carbon fork with aluminum frame. Yeah. It's like all that stuff. There's, and this, there's and this, and this does bikes. go to, to me too, the guy with like a guy or gal with like a ton of disposable income doing yeah. great. And you're like out there trying to save a buck on a $600 fast frame, quote unquote, that you're going to risk your life on. It's like, dude, just buy the aluminum frame then. Yeah. I mean, you're not trying to get on any for the tour. Like this is just, just buy the safer frame. 
stick with it. It doesn't need to be the shiny and fastiest. It's like it's, you know. weight stuff. Like, come on, just skip. Because right, I mean, that's one of the major differences is weight. Yeah. And it's like, come on. So plenty of races we've all buffet. been to. Yeah. How many people do you know finished a race and said, damn it, I lost that race because my bike weighed an extra half pound or a pound? No one's I mean, it, I know, it happens. I'm sure it happens. I but know, I mean, how I know often? people that'll say that. Is it yeah. true? No, yeah. it's not true. <laughs> but the, hey, if, if Evan had uh, rented a carbon bike instead of a aluminum bike, he would have got that. Drake I would have beaten Drake's KOM. Thank you, Lance. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I do think that people. My bike had a name too. My rental bike. It was it was named Ramses. They put it on the That's side. Cool. And then and then Cassie's Cassie's it. bike was Blumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. We That's love those bikes. <laughs> um, I I think that there are many situations especially in triathlon where you don't realize it that something is costing you a lot of time yeah. and it might be something super simple like mm-hmm. the classic example is uh andy potts wearing gator skins and yep. getting second in, in the Kona. ironman yeah. world championships well yeah yeah and in i Kona. guess yeah. time trial it, that's where it's going to really shine yep. and, and show yep. that you know hey i spent a few extra bucks on speed and it paid off you know and yes. it could be you know a but few you, seconds but you're going to be paying if you are for that. if yeah. you are andy potts then that is absolutely you, worth the investment yeah. it was a big mistake for yeah. sure right absolutely like a huge mistake him winning and not winning yes and yes. and then you know there's aero helmets and you know, things like that where it's like, oh, if you, you know, and I get it. Like, it's like, oh, that's a second helmet and all this stuff. But it's like, it's a big chunk of yeah. time that you get from wearing those helmets. They there's are. there's a n- number of those situations in triathlon where mm-hmm. um, it's a pure time. I mean, it's 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 you it's, against the clock. So there's no, you know, you, you ask the question yeah. like, yeah, are there situations where this person would have, you know, won or lost or whatever? Yeah. And there's so many times in triathlon where that's the case. Yeah. And How, I think that that's probably the best. Situation. Example right there, yeah, of, um, of where that's going to shine or show off or show you that having that stuff is going to make a difference. Does make a difference, and it's you know it's sometimes little things like having a waxed chain versus sometimes it's not super expensive. Yeah, you know, uh, but it can be ten watts difference, and you're like, okay, well, that's you know, it adds up, especially when you go long enough, like an Ironman distance race. Yep. So, what about uh, like road racing and cyclocross and mountain bike racing? I mean, how many it, times can you think of you, that that somebody know, in right? the amateur ranks? lost like by a second because they had lesser components. I mean, you don't hear about it all that often. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure that there's plenty of scenarios or stories out there that can show you that that's the case. But, you know, if you're going to go with a 105 chain as opposed to like a Ultegra or Dura's chain because of a few grams, you know, that's not a big deal. And if you've got to save the money, that's fine. If you got to run some gator skin tires, that's fine. If you need to run some alloy wheels as opposed to carbon wheels, that's fine. Um, you just got to have to learn how to make that up somewhere else in the race if, yeah. if you can. Yeah, so. 100% agree. And I think that all of us on the podcast are super guilty of having really nice things when we would be probably perfectly okay with an aluminum bike with 105 components. Mm-hmm. I really think all of us could be fine on those bikes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people you put your penny where your passion is. Yeah, put your yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Pension where your and, passion is. So yeah, and I think it's like you know disposable income. It's it's it is what it is. Yeah, we, you know, but but we would, I mean, maybe not Lance. Lance might not be able to deal with an aluminum frame, but he could suffer through it. <laughs> where are you guys most guilty of being procrastinators? General cleaning, cleaning, cleaning. I think yeah. so. I'm sure I could extend the life. I was much better at that when I worked in a bike shop. I, I'd be much, I could definitely extend out the life of some of my parts, but I also ride four different bikes now. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I'm spreading out my miles a sure. lot more. Like my race bike gets touched once every two weeks now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't ride that that much. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
it gets under my skin and it like drives me crazy when I put my own bike away like wet and gross. Yes, I agree. Like that just like I will ugh, I will always kills me. If it's yeah. in the rain, me. I will dry clean the chain Wipe at least off, and do a wet down it right after. Yeah. yeah. I usually will if it's a wet raining ride yep. like that, I mm. will actually spray my bike off just to get the crap That's off smart. that's on I need there. To do that more. Yeah. Get out there. I usually wait a day or two and then I like like alcohol wipe it all down and I'm like, why am I giving myself this headache two days later when yeah. I could just spray this thing off right after? Just get her done. So that, that that's a good one. Now, when you say like just not cleaning your bike, we're not talking about just wiping on the frame. We're talking about drive train drivetrain components. We're talking about you know chains brake and brake pads. And, I'm bad. I yeah. I will ride a brake pad down till I'm sure it's bad. Till it's not safe. Speaking of that, I will be bringing it in my road bike here soon. <laughs> How about you, Lance? Yeah. He's gone. Is Lance not there anymore? I'm, I'm here. I'm just, uh, um, I've been tasked with something. I'm delivering my <laughs> wife to a different position in town. And so, uh, <laughs> what was the question? Town? <laughs> what town are you in? <laughs> what, do you, what are you guilty of when it comes to procrastination? Uh, the biggest thing is, uh, is not replacing the replaceable parts quick enough. Gotcha. Chains, brake pads, and tires. Those yeah. are the things that I procrastinate more than anything because definitely got better tires. You know, tires I, for I you, Lance. You need to be on tires, man, because you ride more different surfaces than anybody yeah. I know. I do ride a lot, I, and I go through a lot of tires every every year too. Lots of different types of tires: road tires, mountain bike tires, gravel tires, all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I was in the same position that Jake was when he noticed that uh, he some chunks missing out of his rear tire. I looked at mine and I had a few chunks missing in mine as well, but I was about ready to leave on a trip. And so I changed my tire already because I don't have a pair of hot wheels uh, lost in the mail anywhere. So, now, have any of you guys found yourself in a bad position or a, a sticky situation or a crash because of ignorance? Stim, stim of my Trek bike. <laughs> now, was that your fault though? I, Is that something I that you so. should I think I should I have. mean, it was like an older bike that had sweat erosion on it, but it had sweat erosion. Not. It should have been fixed and replaced and, you it's know. Still, yeah, uh, I mean, the problem with it is it's just like covered up, so it was hard to see that particular corrosion issue. But yeah, I mean, it's Yeah, but a corrosion where, issue should not like break a frame at some... I, I, at, unless that bike's like 20... I mean, but there are bikes uh, 20, 30, 40 the, years old. We're that, staring at a bike on, on We're staring at a bike that's well perfect. within that. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, yeah. It's, steel. <laughs> it's still, I mean, had I caught that and changed it, I wouldn't have had the crash. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. True. What about you, Evan? Um, You know, I think I had... My chunk that's still missing from my elbow was from a crash with Dustin when we were on a gravel ride. And yeah, we hit car oil. But to be honest, like those tires I had on that cross bike were getting pretty old. Mm -hmm. So that might have been my fault. Wasn't that more of a function of you needing to change your contacts? (laughs) Actually, yeah. That's the other part that I definitely needed to change was my, my contact prescription was very old. Uh, regardless, even Dustin would defend me on this one. That car oil, the way the shading from the trees worked. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dustin couldn't even tell there was car oil. I hit it and I couldn't even tell you what happened. I hit the, the old noggin super hard and don't remember too much of it. Super so scary. that was, yeah, that, 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 that was a high speed too. That was like, it was almost, I don't know if it was good that it was at high speed, but like sometimes those higher speed ones happen so fast, just like you don't yeah. even know what really happened. Yeah. But that one was... That one probably I could have picked a better line. Or maybe but you hit your head and you don't even know what happened, I right? I think it was, you go, yeah. you, as Jake knows, you get a few of those knocks <laughs> on the head. You start to go real blurry on crashes, but that was. Uh, I've had some Vittoria tires that I should probably Ooh, yeah. have never. 
I don't know what is with like the Toria tires. I'm I'm just the I'm, Corsas. The I wanted this those tires to be fast, and I probably just like on a single twenty mile ride changing your tires like three times, changing tubes. You're like, okay, yeah. Yeah, these are a problem. They're fast, but they are you can't use them. Yeah, they're exactly. fast as long as you don't. If you want to look at them, yep, they're great. Or maybe on the track or something. I, I do know. like the P zeros though from Ferrelli. Yeah, yeah I'm choosing between those two right Victoria's now. Victoria's coming yeah. out with a new tire. I, th- yeah. I think I'm allowed to tell you this, but um, it's top kinda, secret. Well, news. it's it's kind of like a uh, was it the Rubino, and then there's the Corsa, and then they're gonna they're gonna have something a tubeless one that's gonna be right in the middle. It's gonna have a lot of the robustness of the Rubino, but it's gonna have the speed uh, and the, the lightness Corsa. of the Corsa. So. I'm willing to try them again, but. They've already got like two strikes. At least. They've got yeah. three strikes. They're already out. But like, hey, we'll try them again. <laughs> we'll try them again if they want. Yeah, I know? met with those guys last week. So hopefully that'll be coming through to, to check out. I told them I wanted to see a set before we did anything with them. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know a ton of people that ride Vittoria and they love them and that's great. It's just, I've had bad luck with it. And so it's one of those things where it's like, a little untrustworthy. Sure. We'll just leave it like that. <laughs> untrustworthy. Lance, you got any stories Unproven. of equipment stuff gone bad because you screwed up? Sure do. Uh, I was in St. George, Utah, um, like a year and a half ago, riding my gravel bike, and my my shifter had not been shifting very well, and I was just ignoring it. And my chain was appearing to be a little loose, but I also just ignored it. And I got 30 miles away from anywhere, and uh, my shifter, um, the, the, the shifting cogs actually in my shifter ended up snapping, and it caused my chain suck and and twist so like i ruined my chain in the middle of a ride where i had no cell service so it was kind of a it was a hike to where i could get cell service to call my buddy to say can you come save me i'm up some canyon road somewhere you're up shit and then without I, was, <laughs> I definitely was i was in a bad spot and part of it's because i was ignoring um issues with my shifter and my chain because I just wanted to ride my bike. I didn't want to maintain it. That's not the right idea. Yeah. I think for me, the the only time that I can think of that I had an actual mishap didn't go down, but it was pretty stinking close, but I did hurt myself a little bit and it was because I didn't change out my cleats. My cleats I knew were a little bit worn. We got out oh, to do a little sprint. We haven't talked about. Cl- I'm terrible with cleats. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's one that so I neglect too. The the left cleat came unclipped, and my out, yeah. knee hit. Ooh. We talked about this last week with the oh, that's right. Thing. My knee. knee went right into the stem, and it it yeah. like split my knee open, and it was super Ooh. bruised, and it was bleeding, and I was like, felt like an idiot. But I didn't go down, thankfully. But Tivo Pino leave the tour one year because of something like that too. I don't know. Maybe I think he banged his knee against his top tube, and like had oh. to pull out of the tour. <laughs> yeah. So, you know that that's one of those things too that you don't want to screw around with, especially if you're the, the sprinter type if you like to get out of the saddle and yeah, sprint yeah. and all of a sudden yeah, your fine. foot comes flying out yeah that happened to lance on the flogging ride a year or two ago he uh he Ripped got out to out. yeah he, went, he got out to go to one of the stop ahead signs and his foot came out and he stayed on the bike but i think yeah. he landed on the top tube and oh, right sang a few old. octaves higher oh man <laughs> remember that lance I, I did uh i did rack some berries on the top tube yes <laughs> my, i did uh, my little brother on our on my bachelor party trip we were out mountain biking he yeah. loves mountain biking we were descending he's hopping all the yeah. the potholes and yeah. pulls his foot out on one bunny hop and yeah. just racks himself and goes down hard yeah. oh, <laughs> ripped man. all the skin off his I, arm <laughs> i used the the crank brothers for my mountain yeah. bike and for my um, gravel bike mm. and the cleats that i have on there you should change those things out Somewhat they frequently, wear they, really? wear, they wear down, but they they last a long time. I was gonna say, okay. I think I have the same. I, I was the first one ever, you know, type that I 
Yeah. So you're saying I should like, not those replace like, those before Telluride. They're metal, right? Yeah, it's a, they're a brass, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. So gotcha. I was talking with Paul about this last week because somebody came in and wanted to pick some up. And I'm like, you know, I got to thinking about this. And I, I finally had a little issue where it did kind of come unclipped yeah. a little bit when we were doing our gravel ride last week. I'm like, I should probably change those out. And I'm like, you want to know why? I got the those shoes that I was wearing, that I've been wearing. Yeah. I bought those in 2016. Yeah, and those great. shoes I've used for every single gravel ride and mountain bike ride. That's a lot of rides over the course of all those years, and I've not changed the cleats out one time. I probably need to do that on my hair. That's soon. a testament of them lasting a long time, but in the same breath, yeah. I should have changed those things out a couple of years ago. I probably should have gone through a couple sets of cleats by now, but, you know. Can you even get those cleats off the shoes anymore? Uh, that's always the thing that yeah. I'm worried. I, th- I think that's why I don't change it is because I'm so nervous. I'm like, man, I'm going to strip these, trying to change these every time. <laughs> I'll get them out. But, yeah, that's just another one just of those drill. rare yeah. parts. And so the moral of the story is, folks, Wear parts, wear out, and don't try and squeeze every last drop of yeah. life out of those things. It's really not worth it at the end of no. the day. I mean, it could be something mundane. It's <laughs> like you lost a little bit of skin. but All you of could... us being people, at the, everybody here has oh, had crash. some major crash at yeah. some point, some more so, but we have all had major crashes. Yeah, that's not worth it. Yeah. The, like, There's no amount of money savings that's worth going down at 35 miles yeah. an hour. And if you're riding a, an electronic bike, you know, make sure that your battery's topped off. And if you're riding SRAM... Spring the extra 55 or 60 bucks, whatever it costs to buy an extra battery, and just take it with you. You don't want to be out there in the middle of nowhere. I'm bad about that, too. That's and another thing I'm bad about. Do you have about. extra batteries right now? Oh, yeah. That happened to me yesterday. I actually to buy some that from happened. me, like right now. Yeah. No, hi. As we're talking about it. This is going to cost this podcast cost us a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> like all the stuff that we need. I'm like, I need tires. This, I need- was, this was clever from Jake here. This this was was clever. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Lance? That, uh, that happened to me yesterday on because I hadn't ridden my road bike in quite some time like three or four weeks because i've been been riding gravel and mountain i took my road bike out yesterday and sure enough right on the first climb that that front battery died so i had to pull over and luckily i had my extra battery with me that i could swap out oh wow. so, yeah yeah you know, and you don't want to be out in the middle of nowhere i mean just, just service your bike know what's going on with it maybe consider like hey i haven't put new shift cables in here if you're running mechanical and yeah like a couple dozen years or whatever, you know, if it's been forever in a day or if it's even just been a few years, those aren't very expensive. I think a new cable is like five or six bucks. And if you don't have the wherewithal to put that in there, your shop's not going to charge you too much unless you've got like a highly complicated internal routing, but get those things changed out as well. Because the last thing you want to do is be out in the middle of nowhere and broken shift cable and you're one buying it all the way home. Or be on your way into T2 at Blue Lake Triathlon trying to extend your gap and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> batteries run out <laughs> so. Yeah. so all the consumable parts no one understand those oh and change out the batteries on your uh your, your e-tap shifters too those are only good for about yeah two that's so <laughs> those I, little cr 2032s so i think i th- i'm pretty sure my tt bike i think my uh front ones the aero bar ones yeah need the the i just replaced the base bar i need the that one for I- the well, yours, you've got the little blips on your yeah, TT yeah. bike. Yeah, it's blip. And so that goes that... into the junction box, and the junction box right. is probably what needs to have the, the battery put in there. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Then it's got to be the junction box. Yeah. Okay. Because it's still good, but then sometimes it goes out. So I'm yeah. guessing, and it's not the cables like it's been before. The cable connection's fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. But the the shifters, I, I remember that like it last year, if I'm not mistaken. It's so long, you just forget. Yeah. It, but it's they, they last about two years if you're riding pretty regularly. Yeah. And Lisa, Lisa Worms nailed that because she, she has me, she's like, do you change out your blipper, uh, your blip? batteries and i i messaged back i was like i'm not even sure if there are batteries in there because yeah. i'd had the bike now for two years on the dot yep hers went out no lie like a week after she messaged me that both mine went out i'm like lisa worms <laughs> literally predicted that on yeah. when that was going to happen to me <laughs> yeah. 
know your brake pads too. Like know how to yeah. take them out, know how to look at them, know how to not understand how much life is left in them. The other thing is your rotors, those don't last forever. If That's you're true. running disc brakes, they're, yeah. it'll be like etched into the side of them. It'll tell you what the thickness, the minimum allowed thickness is. And you can get some mm-hmm. digital calipers. They're not terribly expensive and you can measure those. Yep. And if it gets too thin, yeah. you don't want to be riding on those. You don't want that no. to fail on you when you're bombing yeah. down a hill. No. So Brakes are important. That's interesting, actually. A little bit, yeah. So yeah, just all the le- these little things. I, and I want people to think about this stuff because we're in summertime. We're out yep. there doing these rides. We're going to go do long rides. We're going to do challenging mm-hmm. rides. We're going to do all the things. I don't want people to get hurt. Oh, yeah. So Or run out of gears on a climb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else on this topic, guys? That's it. Sweet. Let's Nailed move it. on to one last thing. Who wants to go first? Mr. Price. I got some bad news for my one last thing. Okay. Rut roll. I will not make this a complaint fest about Iron Man. But I don't like Iron Man very much, to be completely honest. <laughs> but as they say, beggars cannot be choosers. And I'm definitely a beggar. And I will still do Iron Man races because unfortunately for me in pro fields, that is where all of us race you, right now. Okay, go ahead. But next year, I will be having quite a few races that are not Iron Man, Good. which is going to be great and exciting. So I'm shifting a lot of my schedule away. Um, I will most likely not be racing in Salem because I waited until the day after my wedding to message them to put me on the start list because I did not know, you know, that was always the plan for me. It was like, wait till after the wedding, see how I feel, and then jump into the race. Uh, Apparently their 2020 rule that is, they allowed us in very late into races. Basically, you could just message them and be like, hey, I want to be on the list. Uh, That policy apparently ended unbeknownst to any of us. They did not tell us, you know, that's shocking that Iron Man would not inform you of something. What is the big freaking deal? I mean, it's not like... I trust. So, oh, so you yeah. want to know the deal is, is they printed the pro start list the day before. They didn't want to add a name and not just my name. So I don't matter. Who I'm, prints I'm things out these days. Just I have digital. No, just add it to something. They're 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 terrible. Disclaimer mean, at the bottom. Subject to change. Check the online. Iron Man loves hiring people that I'm sure are terrible at their jobs. Like because who would ever want to work for that company? Nobody would want to work for that company. I, I'm sorry if you work for the, the government, but are they hiring government employees? I think yeah. so. I'm pretty sure this is all bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. But the, I mean, like, and this is excluding race directors. So uh-huh. understand that Iron Man puts on races. They 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 have race directors that are local, usually to those areas, and put on the races. Sure. Those some people, some of them are great. And, and I've met some of them and they're wonderful people. And the volunteers are all amazing. But here's the big corporation issue is people who are actually Iron Man people yeah. are running an absolute S show. I mean, they absolutely this are. Is in Tampa or wherever their headquarters Yeah, is. exactly. Yeah. I know. I like almost looked up this woman's like phone number who's like, the one. call you. So, so me and the few other pros now that are locked out of Salem for absolutely no reason outside that they don't want to change the start list. Uh, and there are a few of us because there was an Iron Man race. A uh, full Iron Man, a uh, couple like a week before or that that same weekend, and there were guys that wanted to wait till after that race, reasonably yeah. so, to see like how's my body feel. Okay, now let's say I want to do this race in two weeks, so we're all locked out of the race. But I mean, yeah, it sucks. At the end of the day, it's like that's okay. I still got three races going through the end of the year. Could but you pay for the race and do it as a non-pro? I could, but I'm not going to do that. It's, it's like no, do that plus the money that you already paid to be a I'm, pro. I know. It's oh yeah, that that was her other suggestion to me. She's like, don't worry. At the end of the year, we'll refund you for anything that you didn't use. I was like, or you could just let me into this race. Like that's what? Yeah. She 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 was saying in fairness to everyone else is how she phrased it. I cannot allow a singular exception. Unless I'm Lionel Sanders, and then I'm sure that there'd be a real easy singular exception. Singular exception, no problem. I mean, 
we, I, I, I sent her a pretty stern email back just talking about, I'm like, I don't know what fairness you're talking about because I pay for all of my own travel, all of my own amenities. You guys supply nothing for us. And I pay you each year to race in your quote unquote pro fields. Mm -hmm. Like, like what fairness are we talking about here? If I was an employee of yours and you were like, Hey, there was a deadline for this sign up and you missed it. Like that's on you then. Okay. But you don't pay me a dollar. I am not an employee of Iron Man mm -hmm. in any, on any planet. I am not an employee of Iron Man. So the fact that they can't make a small, like it's, it's obviously something that bothers me, but it's also something that bothers me because I even hear some, like, I, I hope people listening to this who know me well know that the pro field does not get any like perks. Like we don't get perks. Yeah. We get a transition rack that's slightly closer to the T2 exit because we're like trying to go fast. Mm -hmm. That is about it. Like we really don't get anything. We don't get a. They're not giving us a travel expense. You know, thing. There's stipend, nothing going yeah. on. There's no stipend. So anybody who's like, oh man, you know, the pros are so spoiled with like what they get and all this. It's like, no, we're not. We also pay for like a yearly race stuff. We're saving maybe four hundred bucks a year on races at most. So it's frustrating because this is a local race, and I would love to be able to do it, but it's okay. Santa Cruz is the next one. There's no way to go above this lady. Oh, I've tried. I, I uh, have been, she has not responded to my last three emails. Uh, a couple of buddies of mine who are in the pro race have been adding, I, I don't know, like whatever you do on Instagram, like tagging mm -hmm. Iron Man saying like, let Evan race. Do we need and to make a hashtag right now and ask all the people that listen to this to... It'd be funny. <laughs> Go for it, guys. Bombard them. I could care less. But also they, they did like ban Starkowitz from like some stuff because I, He's I a big name. I mean, Iron Man is like super like butthurt about their feelings with everything. Like they don't like being told that they're bad at what they do because they are terrible at what they do. Mm -hmm. So like, that's the only reason I'm not like, I've sent this woman now two emails and I'm not going to continue to bombard her because probably the next email I'm going to be getting is like, you have a year long penalty and you won't be allowed to, <laughs> <laughs> or you're not allowed to race in our races because you hurt my feelings. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, it's one of those things where it's very interesting to be like, oh, I love Iron Man. I'm proud of wearing Iron Man shirts with the races that I've done. There's there's little bits of it that I love. And then there's the separate piece where it's like, no, no, no. I hate Iron Man, the company. Yeah, like I, I don't I like the corporation at all. I think I, they're horrible I, Iron at their Man, job. the culture and what it has done for triathlon, I think is amazing. And, it's a, it's, and it's even being in Kona, weird. it was very cool because it's like you get to see it really what I consider a birthplace of it. And yep. it's amazing. Yep. But I completely agree with you guys. The the way this company's operated right now is awful. They I mean, just need to be yeah. they need to be dissolved and someone yes. needs to snag the restart name. over and they should only be hiring people who are involved in the sport. Well, I think I think if the PTO could could have yes. purchased the brand. It's great. just the, it's the brand, right? Like the brand is there's nothing wrong with the name Iron Man. I mean, other than there's a Marvel bit to it that Marvel technically Aren't owns. they losing that? No. So they leased it, didn't they? They lease it. They yeah. always lease it. They've yeah. never owned it. Yeah. So it's it's weird, but anyway, yeah. but they're super. They're the corporation doesn't do no, their job well. No. Nope. Some other things that really annoy me. There are good people who put on the races and are involved in the races, yep. but everybody above that is awful at their job. So yeah, mm. yeah. Bomber. In, uh, in in solidarity with Evan, I also will not be racing uh, Iron Man. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lance. Lance, we can You're do welcome. our own race together. Don't worry. Probably, we'll <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm probably I'm, I'm not, definitely not racing Iron Man 2022. Leg. So maybe I'll hold out for a long time. Yeah, to show my support. Oh, I'm I'm Price. probably half Hashtag of my race schedule next race. year will be off of Iron Man. Actually, I'll be doing a lot of PTO races next I was year. Say, what kind of race schedule of PTO. does PTO have out there? Uh, I'll be doing, so I'm not, uh, they change around what they sponsor, but races that are non-PT, I'll be doing LA Triathlon, St. Anthony's, and White Lake next year. Cool. Sweet. Three races that are not Ironman branded. Cool. Yep. Hey, Matt, one last thing. 
I posted a video yesterday. Oh, that's right. I saw that. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's, yeah. It's, How's it doing? Um, it's the it's a watch video nine fifty five versus the Epix watch, which is gonna be interesting. And uh, I put in there because I made fun of Garmin for like having a watch strap that they've designed specifically to be hard to change. It's very awkward. And so I put in some sort of like clip about like what it would what it was like when they were deciding on the they had some sort of meeting and they're trying to decide on the watch clip. And one of the new guys is like, we should just use the epics, you know, quick fit strap. It's super easy. You just snap it on, snap it off. And they get, he gets fired, of course. <laughs> and then, uh, some guy, some other guy's like, Oh, what if we didn't have any way to change it? You know, like made it really hard. Like everything's underneath the strap. And you know, of course they're like brilliant, you know, <laughs> anyway, try It's my, it's my attempt at being funny on the, on the YouTube's, you're nailing uh, it. So that video is worth checking out. Sweet. Yep. Mr. Appler, you got any one last things for us? That's a big... Oh. I was on mute. Sorry. Ah. I muted myself because I was... Because sometimes I'm sick of listening to myself. <laughs> <laughs> My one last thing is that uh, I won't be racing any Ironman races in the, in the next coming year. Okay, think but about it, though. But, are, but are you coming yeah. back home at, at any point soon, Lance? That's also a question I am not at liberty to discuss. I, I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> okay. If you if you do, though, before Telluride, I'm doing a really big, long mountain bikey day. Me, David, and maybe Jake and Paul want to come, Ooh, too. Where? We're going to do Grass Vista trying two loops. Grass Vista? Grass Vista. Okay. Just on the gravel roads? Uh, well, like the ride, too. They're just add miles. But oh, yeah. So uh, once you get up to Grass Vista, is there, are there mountain bike trails or are those hiking trails? Uh, there are mountain bike trail options out there. Okay. So we you, can piece together. You're doing that. Are you, are you sure doing that? Or are you doing the tarbell system? I think it was cross Vista. I'm pretty sure. Okay. David okay. has the planned out route. I can send it to Sweet. you. It's going to be in like two or three weeks. I think. So yeah. Two laps of that. How many laps is each? I think it's going to end up being about 70 miles and about eight K of climbing. Wow. I think total chunky day. Yeah. Chunky day. Definitely. Sweet. Be the longest one in the saddle. I rode my mountain bike with Matt yesterday, and that was the first time I touched my mountain bike since last September. Nice. It was. It was still rides. Still works. Still works. Still, still works. Yeah. yeah, it was all, all tuned and flawless. It was just seat height was a little off because I let somebody else borrow it during that time. <laughs> but um, I'm, I want to be able to do the short track series that's coming up here, and yeah. I haven't ridden the flat bar bike in a while, and that it, it's just a minor little thing when yeah. you go from that neutral position to like. You know, completely agree. Yeah, my, my wrist gets super tired. Yeah, for some well, it's a wrist, but yeah. it just that that translates up into my shoulder, and it yeah, just makes it not that's happy. Internal so. rotation. Did it okay today yeah. when you woke up? Yeah, but we weren't on the bike for no. We were. Yeah, it was super yeah. short. Hour just yeah. dinking around a so little bit. So, yeah. so it's set. Matt's coming too, and so are you, Lance. So we'll we'll set down a date. Sure. <laughs> Is that it, Lance? I'll ride. I'll ride from the trailhead back down with you. That's nice. I'll take that. <laughs> Um, my one last thing is we have the uh, the fantasy pool posted oh, up yes. for yes. the Tour de France here I with the podcast. It's posted up on our um, Facebook page. I shall do it while I'm on the train. It's in right all now. the little Facebooky groups that we do, and I shared it with you guys if you guys want to share it out there to the world. Cool. But if you or anybody that wants to you know, join us, it's open to the general public, and I think we can have up to 100 people come in there. Um, you can join that by clicking the link if you just go to Dial Podcast on Facebook and um, use that link to get in. You can get yourself set up with the team and just have it ready to go before the 1st of July. That's this coming Friday. That's when the race starts. Should be fun. And I guess my other one last thing is I'm an, I'm looking forward to going camping this weekend. So I'm stoked on that. You're going yes. to miss the tour. I am. I, I, I don't know if we're going to have any cell service there. So there's a good chance that I might miss the first uh, two days. 
I'll be back on Sunday. I'll be, watch the, at least the recap of it there. So, Cool. Anything else? You guys got anything else you want to throw out there? Y'all good? I think that's good. Good. Thanks for the podcast. Yep. Lance, glad to hear that you're doing better, Thank you, bud. Bud. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We will be back next week with another podcast. Maybe two. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I can make it happen. Since I'm not racing Salem, yeah. I got some time. Perfect. And we appreciate everybody listening. We will catch up with you then. Until then, bye for now. Oh,